What up? This is Myron, and you are listening to the Rye Bread and Mustard of Mariners podcast, the Down on the Docks on the other side of the tracks, dive bar style podcast that you are listening to right here on the Odyssey app or hey, wherever else you're getting that podcast action from. I'm not going to judge you as long as you're liking, subscribing, and all of that good stuff. And hey, if you want that street cred for rocking the rye bread, Hit up at simply.cora. That's at simply.cora. You can find her on Etsy. You can find her probably the easiest way on Instagram. That's at simply.cora. All right, that's all the house cleaning I have for today. Actually, that's not. I need you to go check out the YouTube page. We have just relaunched the YouTube channel. Uh, Prior to last month, we basically used our YouTube channel as a storage locker, that extra room. The junk drawer, you get what I'm saying? We've revamped the page. We've had some great feedback on it. Uh, A lot of the segments that we do here on the show end up there, but we make them come way more to life. We got screenshots of what we're looking at and all that kind of stuff. It's much more interactive. Also, love the comments. But again, liking and subscribing uh, and following uh, really helps out our show right now. All right, now that's all the house cleaning. On today's episode, we're going to talk about the question uh, I seem to always get when I'm just loosely talking about the Mariners with people, and it's about the prospects, and would we dare trade Harry Ford? We're kind of talking about what the risk would be and what we would be looking for as Mariners fans if the Mariners traded Harry Ford. And then that conversation kind of goes into uh, a discussion about a former Mariner prospect that we traded away, which is Novelli Marte. There has been rumors this offseason. They've quieted down a bit, but it's one of the things that we're going to be watching here on this podcast is the interest from the Mariners in getting Novelli Marte back in the Mariners organization. We're bringing about it. We're bringing back a segment about Matt Brash. All right, and to top this show off and tuck us into bed, we are going to listen to a clip from Seattle Mariners PA announcer. Been holding the job down since 1987. You hear us talk about him all the time. You hear us talk about his ban, high cheese. I'm talking about Seattle PA announcer Tom Hutler. We got got an excerpt from the day, actually, that we met him. Uh, Always fun talking with him. Anyways, that's the rundown for the show. I'm going to shut the hell up and get out of the way so you can enjoy the newest episode of the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariner's podcast, right after this. Get ready to play hardball in the kingdom. Take me to the ball game. I want to see the ants. The Mariners are playing hardball. Did it again and again and again. Princess Tours, the vacation company, brings you the best show in baseball when the San Diego Chicken plays hardball with the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles tonight in the Kingdom. Now, when we talk about giving up other prospects, I mean, the top prospect or the most watched prospect the Mariners have are is Harry Ford. How against or how for are you moving Harry Ford for somebody that we've either mentioned or we have not mentioned just a a big bat a big game changing lineup changing bat are you willing to trade Harry Ford yes me personally I'm not I mean he's a great kid and gonna be a fine baseball player but I think he's a little undersized that's where my, my gripe with um Ford is right now, but I would definitely 
between Wu and Ford for Arozarena and Diaz. Sounds pretty like a pretty good fair trade for both teams. You've always wanted to uh, have a surplus of prospects and guys. You can't hold on to all of them, and they won't all pan out. And the Mariners don't seem to go after and get free agents. So you got to pay to get guys in return. So, and I mean, Harry Ford's a he's a good player. I don't even think he's ranked number one in the system right now. One of those shortstops that they got. I believe is, if I remember correctly, but I mean, it doesn't matter um, to make a deal with Tampa and and go get those guys. Yeah, it's going to take players like that to make a deal happen. It's just not going to be a Haggerty and Woo for those guys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we'll throw in Haggerty too. I also, you you said something there, Hannah. You were like, uh, yeah, we want to replenish the farm system so that not only you have guys in your pipeline, but you also have guys to move. And we've in the last couple of years, let some people go specifically to um, the uh, Cincinnati Reds earlier this off season, there was a rumor going that maybe the Mariners were interested in uh, getting Novelli Marte back. What if there was some sort of deal where there was Harry Ford goes there uh, maybe a pitcher. We get Jonathan India and 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 him back. Would that make you feel a bit better? And is that something you'd be interested in doing? You'd be bringing over a middle infielder and two middle infielders, basically, right? Or corner third baseman and uh, a second baseman, which are both positions right now for the Mariners that are that have the big question mark in front of it. I mean, I don't know. I guess I would probably just for the sake of saying. I mean, I I don't I don't know if I'd if I'd want want that to be dealing with them again. It seems like Cincinnati played it pretty well. I mean, Luis Castillo is great, no doubt, but they the way they went after it and got all their farm system built up quickly. Um, I'm just not as high on India. I think so. I could see it'd be nice to get Marte back. Yeah, definitely. Marte, I think, is, is a really good fit for the Mariners. Really good fit. Keeps uh, a, a special person uh, in our organization, Julio yeah. Rodriguez, probably happy. I think I'm more of a um, – we got a couple-year window right now, so let's try to win Yeah, these, these next couple years. So, what, I mean, I would be selling the, the farm system that's not going to be, you know, doing us anything for the next couple years trying to pick up some some quality bats i'm i'm with you i mean Marte just started his major league career um yeah he might pan out this year but i, I kind of want to see a guy that's a little bit more proven like you said i'm itching to win instead of all these guys that are coming off of years that they haven't uh, on down years that we're getting them hoping they bounce back or guys that you know haven't really have a track record yet but it's hard to figure out what the Mariners plan is really I'd rather see Yandy Diaz than yeah yeah I mean look Marte only had 114 at bats uh, but he hit three home runs 15 RBIs and 316 OPS 822 last year he's a year younger than Julio he's 22 years old I mean, he probably will end up being a great player 
but do we yeah. want to wait that long? No. But it could be. I, you yeah. know. I and and again, this would be some sort of package deal where these were the the main two things. I'm sure it would take more. Uh, Harry Ford, uh, probably, yes, more more worse than Novelli Marte. Uh, and then I would think like Wu and uh, um, India would be a wash, right? Or Miller and him would be a wash. Mm, I think Wu for India would be giving up too much on RN. Really, I'm I'm still not a big fan of Wu. That's I want want to trade him while his value's high, but um, I think you could get more value for him somewhere else. Gotcha. Uh, you know, just something to think about. Just with going like, hey, we're trading away something that was from our farm system, but getting something back maybe that was in the rumor mill is kind of like what I was going at here with this. But uh, you know. There is something about Harry Ford, and maybe he isn't going to be a catcher his his whole career. Um, there's a lot of hype around him. Yeah, I guess you're right, Hannah. He isn't the number one ranked guy anymore, but he seems like the guy that's getting the most attention. But it was in Seattle's Kingdom where the wild Kingdom really had its day. The most frightful delay of all time was the attack of the killer kitten. My gosh, what is that? Is that a rat? A muskrat or a cat? I don't see that. It's a cat. We had, you know, some stray cats uh, that, you know, took up residence in the kingdom for a long time. Well, this one particular night, one of the cats gets on the field just running around all over the place. And finally, another attendant picks it up, and the attendant that got scratched is... Oh, he's just, in pain. Look at now, him. Oh, that cat is... Oh, He's starting to run off the field and take care of the cat. All of a sudden, this cat just munches down on his finger. That's a tough little guy. The cat won't let go, and all of a sudden, Bird is twirling around like a top, trying to get rid of this cat. He's going like this, trying to get the cat, and the cat's hung out his finger like this, and he's in a whole lot of pain. Finally, he gets rid of the cat. A fussy feline with claws. That was kind of funny. <laughs> that cat has gone crazy. When we were listening to Morosi and I think checking out what we what we were what was going on before we we hopped on here and we were talking about like maybe this is we might not see anything on the trade front until uh you know January maybe February maybe even in spring training. Yeah, I have no idea. I haven't heard Jerry talk or anything or any rumors and i haven't read too much uh uh divish put out an article i haven't had a chance to read it yet did you guys catch it at all after this signing no we're we're unprepared <laughs> no that was that was the one we didn't we didn't read so i guess no I, was, I, I didn't read it either I mean, i'm just curious what he said i just kind of heard that he thought that like you mentioned iron that we spent a lot of our, um, our our bag this year, and still got a little left, and it might have to come via trade versus free agency because that's going to cost a lot of more of the guys that are out there, like a Solaire and the Bellinger and all those guys. Yeah, and it is Jake the big Turner. Yeah, the the big the big thing that we if we even get it is going to come from the trade and to me it just feels like all right 
Jerry and everybody else thought there was more money to be spent. That was what the message was going into this offseason. Buck, do you remember when we actually thought we were going to get Otani? I mean, that's what we were we thought was going to happen. That's what seemed to be out there. And they weren't saying no about it. They were saying, Hey, when it's time to add, we'll add, well, it's time to add. Well, Hey, they don't have money. You have the root sports debacle going on. And now it just seems like it's, they're in this crisis mode of unfortunately preparing themselves for next season when they're going to have to start making decisions on Logan, making decisions on Cal, making decisions on Kirby. Um, and maybe that was the financial plan that they had already, but you know, they're making sure that they don't get fucked again next year. I mean, so that's the part of it that I'm kind of bouncing around in my head right now. And also hoping for, uh, not much regression. You know, some ascending this year from certain players. You know, Ty France, getting back to Ty France. Cal Raleigh, even getting better. Julio becoming even more of a monster. Uh, Dominic Canzone, you know, developing even more. Uh, Garber just hops into this DH position and just owns it. You know, that's really where, where I'm trying to mentally get myself as a fan. Yeah, and possibly JP making even another incremental step forward, even more than he did last year. I mean, this team's going to need everybody to be pulling in the right direction, that's for sure. Yeah, and if you think about guys like Ty France, let's just say, hopefully not, let's just say this is kind of where he's at or he regresses, you're not tied up in with him with a bunch, you're not tied up with him with a bunch of money for a bunch of years. You can make moves, you can make trades. You can get a Josh Naylor. Um, a lot of these guys that we've talked about have years of club control. So maybe these are trades we'll see later into the season. And later into the season, if the Mariners are still holding on to all this fucking pitching. I'd rather see us um, go out <laughs> and get Shane Bieber and Emmanuel Classe. Uh, you know, win now, win this year, rather than Naylor. The Guardians. So, in conclusion, we need Shane Bieber, Emmanuel Class A from the Guardians, and we need Yandy Diaz and Randy Rosarena from Tampa Bay. We're going to trade our prospects and Wu. So, Jerry, make it happen. I mean, you still have club control on some of those players that you mentioned right there. And that's what is, is attractive about it. And it seems like Tampa Bay. They started to already do their sell, but they're definitely getting themselves ready. It seems like to have a whole new like blossom of players coming up through the pipeline, like they always do. But especially when they get into this new stadium in like three or four years, because right now when you watch a Tampa Bay Rays game, you know it looks like almost as bad as an Oakland A's game. Yeah. So. So I'm wondering if a lot of this is just gearing up for when they have this state of the art. Oh yeah. And this whole, all this infrastructure around there that they got to bring people in and they got to, you know, we got the prospects to do it. Yeah. I mean, it does a camp. It doesn't really even matter. They don't have a high payroll and they're always in it every year. 
you know, looking for a playoff spot or getting in the playoffs. I mean, <laughs> yeah. playing deep into the playoffs, it doesn't, it, it's, it's kind of insequential for them. In my opinion, you know, you talk about also, I wanted to bring up you, the club control with the Mariners. It's, I, can we really say that anymore? They threw a bunch of club control away when they got rid of Kelnick. Um, but I mean, that was a reason to get uh, contracts off the books as well, but who knows? You know, they just, they say anything that just at the time. You know what's you know what's interesting or just something really to think about if you don't think about this is like we, we mentioned oh the Oakland A's and the Tampa Bay Rays and this is what they do and they trade everybody away but fuck they have so many more playoff appearances than the Mariners like it's not even funny and what no, do they I'm, do I'm not they laughing trade. I'm crying <laughs> they trade. They fucking flip and they trade. Where it kind of seems like the Mariners are they're they're there's the draft dra what is it, the DDT, right? Uh draft develop trade. Um but it seems like they do it and and unfortunately, like right now, nobody wants us to trade for prospects. No. So I'm I don't know. I guess just be better. Hi, this is Tom Pachorka, the Seattle Mariners, inviting everybody to come on out to the Kingdom on August 23rd for Mariners Funny Nose Glasses Night. Uh, be the first Tom, in your neighborhood Tom, to have... Tom, I'm sorry. August 23rd is not Funny Nose Glasses Night. It's Jacket Night, Tom. Jacket Night. Yes, every jacket. kid 14 and under gets an official Mariners vinyl jacket free, Tom. Jacket? No nose. No Funny Nose no Glasses. Nose. No, I'm sorry. Hmm. What am I going to do with 30,000 pairs of funny nose glasses? That's your problem, Tom. Now, obviously, we keep hearing about the young pitching that everybody wants from the Mariners, and it seems to always be about the starting pitcher, whether it's Wu, whether it's Bryce Miller, you hear Logan's name. But let's not forget, there are some dogs out there in the bullpen. There's some dogs with team control, some dogs that could get some interest that maybe we're not thinking about them as trade chips Anyway, so the topic of Matt Brash came up, and what, hypothetically, could his value be like, and would you be willing to move that, and what for? And why his value could be like the dark horse undercover best trade chip for the value that the Mariners have. Uh, here's a picture that doesn't really get uh, thrown in there. You don't hear his name as much on the trade stuff, but... Would it be interesting to see if anybody would be go after a, uh, a brash? Yeah, he's a hot arm, lights out stuff. Absolutely, he could be in any deal. And he's not too far removed away from being a starting pitcher. You've even, even seen him do multiple innings, more so than the rest of the relievers. Also, a guy that you could turn into a closer. I mean, the Mariners were giving him a shot uh, last year at closing games down. Didn't turn out all that well, but um, the stuff's there. Yeah, I mean, you start talking about these guys and brash and everything. It's just, it's tough, the whole situation, how the organization is, um, how do I say, not broke, but that's what some people say. And you're having to rob Peter to pay Paul and getting rid of guys like brash or any other, you know, Gilbert, whoever, just to get some hitting. Uh, that's tough, but. That's in the situation the Manners are in right now. Yeah, it's like they want to go out and buy a, a new flat screen TV, but in 
to sit down and watch games, but they got to sell the couch to get the money for the TV. Yeah, the couch was Kelnick, Marco, and uh, White. Yeah, more like yeah, that's the uh, the the, the uh, rec room couch. They at least sold the rec room couch here. I mean, and you know they they also sold off a Eugenio, and they said no, no, no to uh, Teo, which we knew was coming. That one wasn't such a shocker. Uh, just because we knew we couldn't have four or five guys that are going to be up near 200 strikeouts. Uh, so we knew that was coming. Uh, the Jared Kelnick one, again, we were a bit shocked on uh, Sunday night, Monday, when all this went down. Pretty enraged of, of the reasons why they had to do that. I mean, with, with Jared Kelnick... When you look at the numbers there, you're like seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars for the season. Um, but that was to get rid of uh Marco and Evan White. Marco a, a you know, a big contract at the end of his contract and Evan White, just a big mistake of giving him that amount of money that early. Yeah, I mean Kalnick was who Atlanta wanted. Uh, I saw an interview with their GM Alex Antonopoulos. Uh, I don't know if I pronounced it correctly, but um, he was talking with a media scrum like Jerry had, and he said that's the guy, the only position player that they've targeted so far in this offseason. They wanted him, so um, yeah, and it makes sense for them to take on those contracts and then to flip Marco right away to Pittsburgh. Mr. Buner, will you play pepper with me? I can't, son. It's against the rules. How many times have you heard that? Hi, I'm Ken Griffey Jr. When I'm not running the bases, I'm running for president. Vote for me, and I promise to erase every no pepper sign in America. Mr. Griffey, will you play pepper with me? Sure, kid. Could you help me out with some swing states? Oh, yeah, I guess. A shoe on every foot in a pepper game in every backyard. I think Ken Griffey is spending too much time on the field, not enough time on issues like the flat tax. No pepper? I say yes to pepper. Look, pepper was outlawed for a reason. It tears up the turf. You know how big this thing was? Look at this. Pepper man, and right under there, Korean War ends. The man don't want you to play pepper. You gonna listen to the man? If you outlaw pepper, only outlaws will play pepper. So where does the candidate stand on real issues, like the flat tax? I mean, if they're so smart in Washington, why don't they have a baseball team? Baseball without pepper is like baseball without baseballs. Hey, anyone can champion pepper. It takes a real man to champion the flat tax. It's pepper that people want. They don't care about the minimum wage, the flat tax. They want pepper, and they want it now. Pepper to the people, man. Land of the free? Why can't I play pepper? Jefferson should have said life, liberty, pepper in the pursuit of happiness, because it just didn't sound right. But that's what they meant to say. I know that. And where does this moose stand on the flat tax? All right, so this segment, as I mentioned at the start of the show, is Seattle PA announcer Tom Hutler. Uh, this was recorded at Murphy's on 45th. This is actually the day that we finally met up. Anyways, here it is. Can you tell us a few of your stories about when you went back to the Hall of Fame and with Griffey and Edgar? Yeah, um, I'd gone to the Hall of Fame as, uh, with a buddy of mine. We, we would do baseball trips every year and we went to uh, we went to the new city field that the Mets had and we drove up to Cooperstown and uh, I think we went to 
the Nationals back there. Back then, I went to a Nationals game. But anyway, uh, went just, you know, as fans that year, and I got to to got to a really cool tour of the hall from one of the uh, – uh, I can't remember what they called them. They had some ambassador or whatever. But I Jeff Idelson was the uh, president at that point of the Hall of Fame, and I interviewed him on the air for a few things. So I said, yeah, we're coming back. Can you get us a, a nice tour? He goes, oh, yeah, we'll just give you and your buddy – you know, we'll have John take you around. So we got to go down into the uh, vaults where they have, because they rotate stuff in and out. Um, so they have all these drawers that pull out, and there's like, you know, a Babe Ruth jersey, or there's someone's gloves or spikes or, um, you know, hat that some, like, Roger Maris wore or <laughs> whoever. And so it was really cool to see all that on the background. And then, uh, so when Griffey was going to be inducted i talked to jeff idelson and said hey i know you guys have your you know gary thorne doing it but um if you needed like me to do like the ken griffey jr introduction like i do it at the ballpark all the mariner fans there would go nuts and he said um i don't think we'll i don't know that we want to do anything like that because it might set a precedent but um I think we might want to have you do something like, you know, some sort of a uh, presentation or some sort of a um, a piece uh, on the Saturday before the Hall of Fame induction. I said, okay, I'd, I'd, I'd be happy to do whatever you want me to do, and I didn't know what he was going to have me do. So it turned out they asked uh, if I would go and be interviewed by one of their people uh, about how I got into this and about memories of Griffey. And they were going to have it at this, I think it's called the Grandstand Stage Room. It's, it's a 200-seat little theater-type thing in the Hall of Fame. And I thought, you know, who's going to come and see me? I mean, I would have see the PA announcer for the Mariners being interviewed by this guy. It's like, there's way more interesting stuff to do than that. So I was thinking, there's going to be like five people in there. And two of them are my relatives. So uh, I got in there, and it was packed. And I was just like, whoa, whoa, this is so cool. And um, so the interview was like about an hour and just asking questions about, you know, Junior and all that memories of him. And um, so that was just a thrill. And the biggest thrill, though, was after the, you know, we had we had several Mariner people there. And I'd gotten to know a couple of people in the Hall of Fame uh, that were run, you know, that were helping to put the whole thing together. And when everybody, everything was done Sunday night after the uh, inductions and we were at this bar, I can't, God, I can't never remember the name of the bar there but it's um we were there and um the gal that was with the hall of fame i think her name was dorothy um she says well we need to get you to do a ken griffey jr uh in, in you know your intro again but we need to do it in, over in the in the hall because this bar was just down the mm-hmm. alley i said well it's closed and she goes I got a key. <laughs> so about 10 of us marched down the alley into the back entrance of the Hall of Fame and after hours went up to where his plaque was hanging and all of us stood in front of there and then on cue I said Ken Griffey Jr. And uh, so that was really cool. And then we reenacted it a few years later with Edgar. They asked me that year to kind of host a um, on-field roundtable uh, about Edgar with it was originally going to be Dan Wilson, Jay Buhner, Rick Griffin, Rick Riz, and I think that was it. And then we're kind of waiting. It was at the ballpark that they have there. I think it's called Legends Field. 
Um, it was the ballpark there, and so they were, you know, the, they had a bunch of fans there for that. It was packed. The, the side of the place was packed. And um, in, we were kind of waiting in this waiting area in this tunnel, and Junior walks in. I said, what are you doing here? He goes, oh, they asked if I come out. And I said, oh, that's great. So, so I'm walking out onto this field. We're being introduced, and it was me and Jay and Junior and Cammy or uh, uh, Dan Wilson, and oh, Moyer was there. And then uh, we all sat down on our stools, and all of a sudden my camera walks out, and it's like, this is going to be fun. This is like Cam- the Expendables. Yeah. They're all popping up. Yeah, and so it was funny because I, I've got pictures of it, but I'm, I'm cracking up in these pictures because it's Griffey ripping Cameron about, you know, having taken over for him, mm-hmm. and, you know, that just they were just giving each other grief in this, in this roundtable setting. And uh, it just kind of took over the show. And they had told me, you got to be done by 2.42 because we need to turn this over and get this. You know, the ballpark has to be cleaned out by that time. So, <laughs> like, so I'm like, looking at my watch going, Shh, these guys are going to talk. <laughs> no, hour. yeah. You don't know and these then, guys well enough. And then Moyer, who is like, uh, you know, wind him up and let him go. And, you know, he'll ask him one question. He'll talk about, you know, 20 minutes. So I thought, if I ask Moyer a question now, this is done. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be sunk. So anyway, it was really, really fun, and they yeah. decided it went so well that when we came back after that road trip, they had us do a similar thing on the field here at mm-hmm. the ballpark. So those are my two experiences there. So it's been really, I mean, such a fun deal to be able to be involved in that. Oh, that's in that level at the Hall of Fame. I mean, absolutely. Like, I mean that that's I can't even equate to yeah, what that you, felt like to be up there with like you know our heroes, and I'm sure you look at them. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you're. It's your children's heroes yeah. and just like, I mean, where do you go from there? Yeah. For me, for me. Well, I was lucky enough to go to the Hall of Fame many years ago when we were back there, and uh, not, not the ceremony wasn't going on. But if you ever get a chance, go back there. Oh, it's yeah. amazing. It's the best. It's absolutely the best. And the first time I went with my buddy, uh, there's a hotel that all the players stay at during the Hall of Fame weekend, Anasaga, and it's this beautiful old-fashioned kind of plantation style building that has this long veranda on the back and it overlooks the green of this uh, golf course that's out there and uh, we missed it by two days because the players had just cleared out after the we went got there on a Tuesday after the Hall of Fame weekend induction but you could just you know see that these players would be out there on that veranda just sitting there you know uh, telling stories as you know only baseball players can do and uh it was so fun to see that and stay in that historic building. But the city is so cool. It's so small. Yeah. And, it, you know, for the Hall of Fame weekend, it, like, quintuples in size with all the people that are there. Um, but if you're there just, you know, as a middle-of-the-summer type thing, they're still, still very busy. But you're right. It's just it's worth seeing. And even if you're not a huge baseball fan, it's worth checking out because there's so much history there and there's so many fun little shops and, you know, 18 different places where you can get a personalized bat and uh, <laughs> and so uh, yeah it's a blast young randy johnson's neighbors could see his fastball coming well, randy was our paper boy and every afternoon he'd ride his bike down the street whipping papers oh, even then he threw 70 to 80 miles an hour one day he beamed the family cat whiskers Whiskers survived, 
but he's never been the same. All right, that is it for today's episode. We'll be back tomorrow with some more up-to-date Mariners rumor, Mariners headline talk, uh, along with maybe some other clips from 2023 that we hold near and dear to our heart. Also, uh, hope to see you guys down there at T-Mobile Park, New Year's Day for the NHL Winter Classic between the Las Vegas Golden Knights and your Seattle Kraken. We'll be walking around, but we will be at Tacos and Tequila bright and early at 9 a.m. But try to find us in the stadium. We'll have, have some swag, the swag that we can bring in there. Also going to have the microphones out there. If you got some takes, if you got some tidbits, you got, you know, something you need to get off your chest about the 2024 Mariner season coming up, find us. We'd love to talk to you. We'd love to get you here on the podcast. Also, thank you for liking, subscribing. And again, please go check out our YouTube channel. We're putting in the effort over there, guys. You you won't be disappointed. Go check it out. Also, remember, we like those five tool baseball players. But you know what we like more than that on this podcast? That's right. Those five-star reviews. Those reviews help us out a lot as well. And again, if you want to get the street cred for rocking the rye bread, look up at simply.core, Etsy, any of those t-shirt market places, or just <laughs> go over to our Instagram. It's at simply.core. All right. With that being said, Hanno, you know what time it is. <laughs> Charge.